listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Well, it is time for the Classic Car Show. We've got the music on in the background and we've got Mr. Ronaldo himself in studio. Steve, how you doing? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. We've, We've been really busy going all over the place. Tour, which is kind of an interesting story unto itself. Um, the Glidden Tour is the second oldest tour in the United States. It first one was done in 1904, and the this guy Glidden, and it has nothing to do with the paint people. It's not the Glidden paint people that a lot of people might might think. Uh, that would be a logical assumption, but it's not. He was an automotive enthusiast back uh, at that time. And uh, in the early 1900s, cars were thought to be rich man's toys. When they predominantly were, and they had no value, you couldn't do anything with them. So to prove that that cars did have an actual use or a value, there were a bunch of tours done, and the Glidden was one of them. Um... And by 1913, it uh, uh, cars, of course, were so accepted by that point that they didn't need to do them anymore, and the Glidden went away. Plus, they tried a couple other ones, and then, then of course, World War One came, and that put a stop to a lot of activities. Um, but it also started up a lot of manufacturing. Yes, it them. did. But but then uh, after World War Two, they re they revived. The uh, um, Glidden Tour, AAA did actually. Uh, it was uh, AAA revived the Glidden Tour, and it's been going ever since. This was the sixty-something revival of the Glidden Tour, hmm. and there's about two hundred fifty cars. It's a very, religious a revival. It's a religious it's a experience. religious revival. Yeah. Some some really really nice nice stuff on this tour. Really nice stuff. Um, we were at Chattanooga Choo Choo and went to, of course, we, we did the, the, uh, the normal touristy activities there. Um, but the thing that was, was to me, the, the, uh, other than seeing some of the cars and some, like I said, there was some gorgeous stuff there, two Auburn Speedsters, there was a, um, uh, another Excuse Auburn me. Roadster that uh, a friend of ours' daughter named M- called it M&M Yellow. <laughs> and it was definitely M&M Yellow. There was no doubt about that. So uh, she went up there. was a couple Rolls Royces, early roll, a bunch of cars. These, this is open only to cars earlier than World War II or pre-World War II cars. But So there's a lot of the big classics were there uh, on this stuff. And our... And our friend Jeff Mall, that's uh, M A H L. I'm going to give him a plug. His great grandfather was the guy who went um, around the the New York to Paris race with the Thomas Flyer in 1908, and his great grandfather was involved in th- three or four of the first Glidens. So Jeff Mall does a one-man performance where he 
becomes his grandfather. He tells the story about all this stuff. And then he becomes his grandfather and does the great race. Well, he's done another one where he becomes his grandfather and talks about the Glidden Tours. And he's very, very good. So if you ever get the opportunity to to go see Jeff do this performance, it's... Oh, you've seen it before, right? Oh, many times. Yeah. Many, okay. many, many times. And uh, he rode with us on Thursday, and he was doing it on, on, on Friday. But he does a great job, and he's really well-known. And if you want to find out more about it, you can go look at the great race on, on the Internet and uh, uh, find out about this stuff. And we had a couple little Cadillac issues, but that's getting sorted out now. So you're, you're driving the Cadillac to most places? Uh, well, in, in the past couple tours, yeah, because it's easy. Um, you know, I mean, that car goes highway speeds and... Just not an issue to get in. How many people honk as they go by? Everybody does. They all wave and they see old cars, you know, and stuff. But I've got a couple small issues I'm trying to work out and figure out now. Nothing, nothing major. One electrical and one with the radiator. Still uh, with the radiator, huh? Yeah, I'm still messing around with that. I haven't got an answer yet. I haven't figured it out yet. But that will be that will be resolved. Uh, not this coming week, but the following week because Hershey starts. So next weekend we are heading to Pennsylvania for the annual gathering of the clans. The uh, the answer lies in Hershey. Yeah, yeah. All all of the old car stuff lies in Hershey, (laughs) including most of the guys that (laughs) they've been buried there. (laughs) Yeah, that that go there. But uh, uh, so so Hershey is coming. But we and then and then this is kind of weird. The following weekend after the Glidden Tour, AACA had a national meet in Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, which is about 20 miles north of Chattanooga. Uh, So they had two national activities right in a row in that area, which is kind of unusual. But anyhow, they uh, – it poured. Last Saturday, it was a deluge. I was here, yes. There were 350 cars signed up to part, get judged and go be part of the meet. And I'll bet you there wasn't 100 out on the show field. So we started judging a half hour early, <laughs> and they made a decision that once you got your judge's sticker, you can put your car back in the trailer or go home. So by, everybody was back at their hotel or had left by about 11, 1130. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm it was really bad. nasty. I, I don't remember that ever happening before, that, that, that way to deal with it. But it was not a bad way to deal with the situation, actually. So we've had a, um, we've had that, that, those two big activities is uh, where we've been spending time. Plus our guy with the Thunderbird, the the the, the non-finishing continues. <laughs> uh, the guy who's going to do it, his mother's in his 90s and she's really ill, so he had to leave, broken ankle and all, and go to uh, to Florida to help his mother. So we're hoping he gets back so we can. Some time or the other. Yeah, get this car done and on the road and. Uh, kind of weird. It wouldn't start, wouldn't start, wouldn't start. So I started looking at, I had good spark, so that wasn't it. And I, I started looking at the fuel system. 
So I took the fuel line off from the carburetor. No gas. So uh, they have one of those old – do you remember the old sediment bowls that you could see the bottom of? Yeah, and put your finger in and be gritty stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this one has a filter in it. That's where the filter lives on a Thunderbird. Well, anyway, I figured, well, that might be plugged up. So I took took it off on the inlet side to that. Nothing. No, just after about 45 seconds, I've got about a dribble of gas. So obviously it's the fuel pump. And I sent it off to Arthur Gould, who is the, supposedly, uh, is the best known fuel pump rebuilder. And everything he uses is ethanol proof. Uh, and he called me back and said the diaphragm had rotted away to nothing and that the uh, um, uh, check valves that had some plastic in it had rotted away to nothing. All because of ethanol? All, all, all because of ethanol gas. So that was a uh, – he rebuilt it with the ethanol-proof plastic in and two new diaphragms for the pump. So it's – in route on the way back. Back to its house. Huh? Yeah, back to the car. So, it, it, you know, we're, we're still busy with stuff, trying to get things done. You know, you just wonder, uh, ethanol is uh, is expensive in many, many ways, has not solved any problems, and you wonder how much damage in the billions of dollars, has to be in the billions of dollars that it's caused. And uh, just as we were talking, and many of you uh, that are listening know that America's web radio is just right of conservative, or or far right of conservative, some may think. But uh, Steve and I were talking as we were coming into the studio, and I asked him, I, I highly recommend people storing gas, be it 5 to 10 to 20, 40 gallons of gas, if you have an area that's safe to store it in. By the same token, as we've talked, God, how many years now about ethanol and what it's doing to everything, uh, you can store it and you can, and even in this book, the series of books, uh, 299 Days, the, uh, the guy references storing gasoline but says you need to put an additive in called stable. And uh, so we were talking about that. So you figure about an ounce for every five gallons? And how long do you figure uh, that would yeah, last? Uh, I don't know how, you know, I, I, it would probably last several months anyway. How do we get up to a year? More stable? No, I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to. I, I don't think there's a, a any long, real long-term solution. Hmm. Because even if you remember when we were kids, back in the old days, long before ethanol, gas had a shelf life by itself. Gasoline. Yeah, but, you know, I would use, I'd go from summer to summer using the same gas. Yeah, but it did have a shelf life. It did. So, I, I would imagine a, a few months at this point. The sad thing is that the government wants to push it to to 15 and then 25%. Which <laughs> solves absolutely No, it's all, it nothing. has solved nothing to begin with. Yeah. 
And this is just going to make the problem worse for everybody involved with this stuff. Folks, uh, this is the classic car show and uh, not revolt of the day, but, you know, it's getting time that everybody has to start thinking about The interesting about thing, though, damage. was in Tennessee when we were on the Glidden Tour, there were tons of gas stations in Tennessee with ethanol-free gas, just all over the place. Huh. It was as, almost as easy to find ethanol-free, and 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 I know this is always a big topic of conversation. Um, when I the Cadillac, because of its inherent the design, the stupid way the Cadillac designed their system with the low pr- pressure. And tell right. point, you're talking about 1937. 37. Yeah. yeah that that they the ethanol gas. It, it's not vapor lock. People keep using this term vapor lock, and it's not. It boils away. The boiling point of ethanol gas is, is much lower than gasoline. So when you stop, what happens is the, it percolates away from the carburetor. The pressure internally pushes it down into the cylinders, fouls the spark plugs, does all of this kind of stuff. So your carburetor, for all intents and purposes, is empty. Um, and the Cadillac is notorious for it because of the design of the exhaust system. Anyway, they they uh, uh, when I bought ethanol-free gas up there, there was no heart restart issue at all. It went away. That's <laughs> isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Now, it, in it the new away. math, you say. You, Two plus two equals five. Two plus two, in your case, equals four. The right answer, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the ethanol-free gas solved the real gasoline, solved the, the, the hot restart problem. And what I think is funny is, is you know, the, the, it, it, being a race fan, and I've always been a race fan. Um, Let, let's hold that thought and come back to it after we do a quick break here on the Classic Car Show will take up racing with Ronaldo right after this. <laughs> Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Hi, everybody. It's Don Zabkar, your host for Who Knew? We air Mondays 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio and then occasionally throughout the week. We've got some great subjects. This administration or this regime, as you know, is providing us with great material. So stay tuned. Check us out. America's Web Radio. It's Who Knew? with Don Zabkar. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, this is Kate Copsey inviting you to listen year-round to America's Homegrown Veggie Show every Saturday at 10 a.m. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Mr. Ronaldo and Racing well, Ronaldo. That, I was, no, I was talking about the, I don't know if you watch NASCAR, if you even watch it. On, on a, I, I must say, it, uh, I get bored quickly. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things. I'm not a huge fan. 
uh, I'll usually go and watch the first 20 laps or so. And then the last 30, 40, whatever it is. Um, in the meantime, I've got to mow the lawn and do something constructive. Um, but they're a huge proponent of ethanol gas. They're a huge sponsor of ethanol huh. gas. And who's been paid on, off under that table? Well, I, I'm sure. At, no, I don't think under the table. I think ethanol, the, the ethanol gas, whatever society, the group they have, just sponsors NASCAR. And NASCAR is a huge business. Um, so they're, they're, they're pushing ethanol gas. Is there any saving grace to ethanol? None. I, I, there, there's none. I mean, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't, it's not cheaper. Uh, it's driving food prices up because there's no corn to, f- corn and stuff to, f- to feed the animals. You know, when or to make your honey nut Cheerios. When you and I were kids working on, you know, uh, our four strokes or whatever and and uh, playing or I was anyway playing like a mechanic or something and uh, gosh you'd get your hands all oily and stuff and this was probably a sin but heaven forbid I washed my hands with gasoline I'm not even sure you could wash your hands with ethanol oh I'm sure you could but I don't know why you would. Didn't you ever wash your hands with gasoline? Of course. It's like the safety clean tanks. You remember the safety oh, clean? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. And and when the guy came and changed it in the dealer, a lot of people never knew this. guy would come and change and service your, your safety clean tank in the dealerships or garages. And and um, you'd use the, the, the stuff before it had to be all chemically safe and blah, 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 blah. If you cleaned your hands in the safety clean tank or you – worked with it it turned your hand white and cracked them they were cracked yeah yeah so what you fix it is you dump a can of automatic transmission fluid in the safety clean tank because it contains lanolin yeah and it would happen anymore in the old days folks in the that's the old days old days you (laughs) learn something every time you listen to the classic when when your safety clean tank gets messed up uh you can uh I, what do they use now? It's some kind. It's all. It's a water-based stuff. And it's it's biodegradable, so it doesn't work as well as the old stuff. I'm surprised you can still go to Home Depot and buy lacquer thinner. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm I'm surprised you can still buy real lacquer thinner. Because um, that's probably some of the best. Well, it's carburetor cleaner. Carburetor yes. cleaner is lacquer thinner for the most part. You know, it's just. Uh, <laughs> well, some of this stuff I, I do agree know. with. I, I, I mean, we, you know, we had no idea. People would change their oil and just throw it in the backyard or flush it down the toilet. I can't say we ever did that. My uh, my dad had a great use for uh, old oil, and, and uh, you, you'd be looking at the apply E or the apply or. And the dirt roads? Huh? On the dirt roads. No, no. We, uh, we used it. Uh, if you edged your grass in your gardens, and we had a, a you know, it was it was about three four inches, and if you after you had edged it well, you went back in and applied oil on where you'd cleaned it, it'd keep it edged for weeks on end. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, you. It, it was. I mean, it didn't kill all of it. It just killed right at the edge. You know, it worked. 
nasty. It was almost as nasty as fill, filling up uh, I never smudge, smudge lamps on construction. You probably didn't know about no, that. I didn't know anything about that either. You don't remember about smudge lamps? No, I don't know what that the is. The balls that had the before oh, yeah, they had the batteries look, yeah, and all? Yeah. Yeah, I've the little round things too. that would light. Yes, kerosene. Yeah. And you burn kerosene and it is I remember seeing them. Dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Well, and none of that was smart. You know, that stuff that we did, none of that was smart. Smart stuff. But we didn't know any better. I no. mean, I'm not going to plead any ignorance. We just didn't know any better. We didn't have Mr. Internet himself, Al Gore, to tell us what we were doing wrong. Yes, he was too busy with Allie McGraw writing Love Story. I know. Well, she was... She's in uh, New Mexico now, by the way, if anybody cares. I oh, care. I, <laughs> I thought she was. But, but yeah. The other thing, we had an interesting uh, thing happen to uh, one of our guys that from Romeo that I know sort of well. Sort of. He uh, had has a garage at home. And he has one. Of, he just had a, about three, four months ago, one of these drive-on lifts installed. At his house? At his house. Holy cow. Well, I have a lot of friends that have lifts yeah. at their house. Oh, okay. I have a, I don't have an electric one. I have what's called a quick lift at home. How Picks the car up three feet. Oh, three feet. Okay. Ah, yeah. But. Well, and it's like a pair of giant drive-on ramps. But anyway, um, this past Thursday, he had a car on the lift a uh, very expensive car, $200,000 custom Chevy Nomad with a big supercharged engine and all everything chrome-plated and, you know, exotic paint job. The uh, uh, they, Those things run on cables. They run on cables, and the cables snapped. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, but the safety brake caught it. And uh, the car was sitting at an angle, and he said if it just a little more, and that car would have slid to the side, and I would have ended up owning a $200,000 messed up Nomad. Mm. Well, the story is that um, he, uh, uh, like most people, everybody tries to cut corners. He bought one of these cheap... Chinese lifts, and that's what happened. And probably can't find the guarantee on it anyway. Well, no, the guy that installed it is going to going to fix it. Wow! But still, you know, it's like, and and his his wife was looking out the the uh, kitchen window and saw this occur, and she came running out and told, him, "Don't you ever get under that thing again?" So the guy that installed it came and got. Uh, got the car out. Uh, I got got it down carefully. They got it down. There was no damage to the car. So bottom line is, you know, when you get what you pay for, you get what you pay for, and uh, anything that's sort of safety related, uh, be careful. Well, anything I, that could kill you, in other words, yeah. and a car lift could definitely kill you. You know, I, I think a, another moral to the story is if you can have, yeah, it just, and this sounds stupid as a comparison, but uh, we, because of some things, have 
install. We have backups on top of backups uh, for our, our programming. Uh, if if we lost power or if we lost this or that or, uh, you know, somebody hacks in, uh, we still have the shows recorded and we, you know, backups. Same way with, with uh, any safety product. Not only, you know, he was lucky that the one cable caught it or whatever. Yeah, this, the brake system, yeah, uh, the you know, safety catcher. If there's a way to have an additional safety on it, uh, well, you know. There, there's nothing wrong with redundancy. You can go online and find these lifts for twelve or thirteen hundred bucks. You can. They're, yeah, yeah. But then, if you start looking at rotary, Benwell, or Backyard Buddy, which are the most famous of the three, um, you're going to pay over, You're going to pay about twenty two hundred for one. Which. If you got a two hundred thousand dollar car on it, yeah, and in a hundred thousand dollar you under it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and with Obamacare, <laughs> you ain't worth you, squat. You are. Let's see, you were hurt by working on your own car under a lift, rejected. Yeah, <laughs> send them to the hospice. Yes, yes, you are rejected. Uh, that that's scary. That's a scary story. Yeah, uh, it is, and it just happened, and it's not. And and the guy was telling him, he was he was still pretty shook up about the whole deal. I would imagine. And uh, so he 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 said, "Well, the guy's going to fix it." He said, "I'll never use it again." He said, "I'm just going to sell it." Yeah. And he said, "I'll get a I'll get a re- a good one, a real, if you will, a real one." That's uh, well, it, it's like when I use a floor jack. If I have some of these aluminum Harbor Freight $40 floor jacks, they won't pick the car up very far. But anytime I put something, use those crappy floor jacks, um, I'll always use a jack stand because I don't trust them. Sure. But if I get my big Lincoln out, now this Lincoln... I have a big three-ton Lincoln floor jack. Lincoln has been around for alligator jack, thousands of years, you know, and I bet I've had this thing probably twenty-five to thirty years. And even back then, when I bought it, it was I think four hundred and fifty dollars. So today I have no idea what a Lincoln floor jack would – three-ton Lincoln floor jack would cost you. I'm, I'm sure it's well over $1,000. Um, but I don't worry about that one. No. I don't, I'm not going to crawl under anything without that. But just to, like taking a tire off doing a brake job, I not don't worry about that one going back. And you know what I think when I think of Lincoln? Welding. Four score and seven years ago. No, Welding. Yeah, it's the same you same know. outfit. Well, Lincoln. In fact, I'm I'm ordering a Lincoln product very shortly. Uh, I have a good friend who uh, 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 Bobby McCandless is one of the tech guys for Lincoln. He travels the world. Well, they are, uh, you know, uh, I I happen to have a Miller arc welder, but Lincoln uh, would have been my second choice or my choice. Uh, yeah, Miller they're, and Lincoln are high quality. Oh stuff. yeah, absolutely, and they have a. They have a. I, I'm getting it for a couple of reasons, actually, but they have a a, a very good butane uh, or propane torch uh, for for weeds that I'm going to get, uh, and uh, 
I a guess. propane torch for weeds. Yeah, I used to have one when I farmed, and I'd put my, I'd put my hundred-gallon tank on the back of the pickup, and um, had a twenty-foot uh, cable for my torch, and I'd go out and clean around the wells. It was much easier than taking a hoe out there. The only thing that was easier was sending. Some but it wasn't my, as much fun as taking the hoe out there. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> cost less too um, but anyway that's it was, really uh, bad uh yeah but i uh, i'm getting one of those for for the house and uh and a uh i think i'm gonna try to get a fairly large propane tank uh depending on what's available um or maybe i'll just stay with the ones like people use on their grills on and the stuff. grill yeah but um Lincoln is a very, very good name. Yeah, very good name. But so you you get what you pay for with this stuff. It, it, it's it's kind of funny when you go and 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 for most things, the stuff at Harbor Freight is fine. For the home handyman that's going to put together his barbecue drill grill or his Lincoln weed <laughs> burner upper, that's fine. But if you got to depend on this stuff, none of that stuff lasts long. It breaks. It's not sized right. And it's all made in? Well, all over the place. Let's take a break on that. We'll be back with more of the Classic Car Show right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot Conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Hi, everybody. It's Don Zabkar, your host for Who Knew? We air Mondays 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio and then occasionally throughout the week. We've got some great subjects. This administration or this regime, as you know, is providing us with great material. So stay tuned. Check us out. America's Web Radio. It's Who Knew? with Don Zabkar. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. I go to the, uh, yeah. We're back on the classic car conversation uh, between Steve and myself show. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, the safety, you know something else, and I know you do a lot of it, which uh, uh, it's hard not to do. But if you're working on your car, particularly if you have to be under it, it, it's always nice to have somebody else there with you, you know. Uh, Not under the car with you, but at least somebody else that uh, could call 911 if the the case presented itself. 
Yeah, of course. How uh, I'm back to your friend with the with the nomad. How hard was it to? How did they possibly jack that sucker up? To the guy that installed the lift. Obviously, this has happened before. So the guy that installed the lift knew what to do. It took him about three and a half hours to get this car back down. Wow. I don't know what they did, but they're, they they they. Uh, he said it uh, about three, three to four hours to get the car back on the ground. I imagine that guy, uh, oh, so not I, in a good place. The the guy that sold him the lift. Well, at least he came out. And, yeah, and took care of it. Yeah, but still, that would make me really nervous. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, just for curiosity's sake, would somebody like Taylor insured if it had? Um, I would think so. I I would think they would they would cover it, and then go after the uh, the jack people or the lift people. I don't know, but I'm I'm sure they 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 would cover it. I I can't imagine them not. Uh, uh, taking care of that. I mean, you know, things happen. Yeah, yeah, things do happen. Um, so, what we're winding down, other than Hershey for the year? Uh, there's one more tour left after Hershey, which is the end of October, towards the end of October, in North Carolina, and then I have to go back to Hershey the first week in December for the National Awards Committee meeting. Ah. So there's still some stuff left, and then we're home until the uh, uh, convention in February. And then it starts all over again, assuming, <laughs> assuming there's gas. <laughs> assuming there's gas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Are people at your tours... People talking politics at all? Um, yes. Be, well, a couple. One of the reasons is, let's face it, the antique and classic car hobby is filled with old people. So, of course, Obamacare is one of the main topics of conversation wherever you go uh, with this, because that's nobody knows where the, what, what, how how this is going to affect everything. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think even, even, even I wonder if Nancy Pelosi ever read the bill. <laughs> or she can still, she read? Well, that's a question too. But, uh, and even if they can read it, can they understand it? But, so nobody knows. That That's, of course, a big topic of conversation. Gas, of course, is a big topic of conversation. Those are probably the two biggest political issues uh, that you hear a lot about. At the stuff, the ethanol, of course, is always because it's just destroying the old cars, the fuel systems on the old cars, and motorcycles. And other than rebuilding, with the, with the, in the case like what you're doing, okay, you rebuild or your your man is rebuilding your fuel pump for your yeah. Cadillac, a Thunderbird. Thunderbird I mean th- Thunderbird. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so, what about the rest of the fuel system? Have you already no, it put doesn't the new hurt. Yeah. No, it doesn't hurt anything as long as it's not old plastic. 
I thought you had to have the newer fuel lines on. Yeah, well, the rubber. the ru- Yeah, because that's the same yeah. thing as the rubber diaphragms. Yeah, you have to have R30. So have the you replaced all of yes. that on your Thunderbird? Yeah, yeah. All, all the rubber fuel lines have been replaced. The other things, too, some of the floats in the carburetors don't they they're not they're they're very susceptible to ethanol deterioration is this is a obviously we all know what a float is it floats on a liquid and, yeah. and it goes up and down is there any i've never heard this so i, I don't is there any um how do i say it weight difference in yes. ethanol and, and that, gasoline? That has also been discussed. The ethanol gas is, it, it is less dense than real gasoline. So the float levels are a little higher. The liquid level is a little higher because uh, the, the, the buoyancy of the float, it, it'll sink down a little more. So in order to bring it up and turn the fuel flow off in the carburetor, um, is a little difference, but at this point, uh, it it's small enough where it doesn't make a huge difference, especially on the old cars. I mean, every old regular Chevy sedans, <laughs> they would run about any time, any place, you know. So uh, it's it's not a big deal, but there that they that that has been talked about some. That the float level tends to be a little higher with ethanol, but it's again not enough to make a difference on most old cars. Maybe on a high performance car it might. Yeah, but I don't know about that's. It, it just. It's unnecessary. We're, we're a bunch of sheep that we even let it happen. Yeah. Well. Uh, that that's the problem. People have to start standing up for their rights and not being sheep and. Taking, uh, as the old Texas saying goes, taking the bull by the horns and doing it yourself. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, I, I, what's the story behind, because I, I can't say I've seen any ethanol-free gas stations in, in around Atlanta. There are. There's um, websites that you can go to online that would, and you give a zip code. They, they will show you where they are. I know of two in Marietta. Price difference. Substantial. More. Which makes no sense because the ethanol that comes... Less processing. Yeah. Yeah, the the gas that comes to the stations, that comes to the stuff is ethanol-free to begin with. So why does it cost more? I don't understand that, but be that as it may. Uh, But it was interesting, I said on the Glidden Tour, the people... Supply and demand. People made... People with the old cars made a conscious effort to search out the ethanol-free gas stations. Well, you And know, it looked funny because you'd see all of these, these 1920s and 30s cars lined up at a gas, <laughs> at a gas station. station yeah. yeah. What yeah. the hell is going on yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the ethanol-free. Uh, it's about, if I were guessing, I'd say 40 cents a gallon more. Well... You know, again, it's uh, supply and demand. If if the sheepless would start demanding ethanol-free, what would the EPA do with that, you reckon? I don't think they can. Well, the state of Florida and one other state have passed legislation banning ethanol fuel. 
a phase out of total ethanol f- gas. Hmm. Good for them. Yeah. There's two states, and several more are in process. They're saying that there'll be probably 10, 15 more when they go back in. You know, a lot of them are like the state of Georgia. They don't. They only go to session right after the holiday time. That's very. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. They're they're they're. Uh, uh, Florida is the biggest one, and I think another one is a New England state. What uh? What was Florida's stand? They. Or how did they? They just don't want it. So the legislature said we're going to be an ethanol-free yeah. state. They are an ethanol-free state, and it's a phase-in. It's a phase because they phase-in process. Good so for there them. won't be any. Is there any? Uh, so Obama's uh, they are arming the EPA police to attack <laughs> Florida. Yeah, actually, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there might be more truth to that than you uh, than you know. It's sort of like the IRS with guns or the or the well, you know. And actually, EPA does have guns now. Uh, they're the ones that uh, raided the Alaska scene. Um, well, we could go into that, and I could get in so much trouble that I'm probably already in anyway. But um, it's very serious, folks, and you need to. We all need to be paying attention to what our government's doing to us and running over us, and take steps to, uh, just like I, we open with uh, the gasoline and putting a stable in it. You need to have some gasoline available. You don't know when the lights are going to go out in Georgia. Yeah, all over. All over. Um, very serious situation. It is. It is. Okay, so. The guy is still uh, gone down to Florida to take care of his mother. We don't have a ex- no, no. The Thunderbird's not quite done, and 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 then we're you know like I said the big the big thing of course is Hershey's coming and that's yeah. always fun. How many folks are expected uh, in Hershey's? They have Hershey no idea. They they don't know. There's no entry. You can show up. You just show up. All I know is the roads on on Friday and Saturday are packed. And we have no sign there this time, huh? Huh? We have no sign up this time. No. Your guy took his own spot back? He's not going. Oh, he's not going. So he didn't reserve the spot? Yes. He kept this flea market space, but he's 84 and is not going this year. So who's got his space? It's nobody. Why didn't he let me buy it again? Um, I don't know. I never thought about it. Some of the people... We have a, this is becoming you know I talk about a, a, a an issue um, this is becoming a big issue uh, at the big flea markets uh, the a, aging of the hobbyists if oh, you yeah. will and and loading up a trailer or a truck full of crap and taking it to Hershey and setting up is not a young man's an old guy's deal. So they're they're getting to be uh, not so many. It's still a huge, huge deal. But you know, there's there's two sides of that. One is loading it up to take, and, and unfortunately bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> That's What's the- another interesting thing? This again is 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 a government deal. Uh, the state of Pennsylvania makes every vendor 
get a sales tax slip, even if it's just like a garage sale to you. You're getting rid of junk you've had in your thing forever, and they have you have to send in sales tax to the state of Pennsylvania. You don't even want to ask my opinion on that well, one. Well, I know. So some of the big commercial vendors um, no longer bring things to sell. What they do is they have their catalogs there, and you can order the stuff, just like you were doing it on the telephone. But if the incentive to buy it there, they bring the pieces and parts so you can look at it and have the catalog is they'll give you free shipping if you buy it there. On that, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with the Classic Car Show and Steve Ronaldo right after this. So, Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is Michael Gano with the Middle East Research Center Limited, bringing you insight to Israel, the truth about the greatness of the Jewish state and its struggle for sovereignty and security every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show uh, here in Sandy Springs, Georgia, with Mr. Steve Ronaldo sitting in. Are you going to be here next week? No. Or, no, you'll be gone. Yeah, the next two weeks will be Hershey, Hershey weeks. Yeah, Hershey that's, week. that's a whole week's process. We have a board meeting on on. Uh, Tuesday, we have some stuff to do Monday. We have to work at the library and get help them get ready for because they, they they'll uh, uh, sell some of their extra uh, duplicates because people donate stuff to the library all the time. So they'll end up with like five or six of a more popular book and then oh, that's cool. And then they they sell them off and. Uh, um, there's a there's going to be some good stuff this year because uh, I this past year the I, the vintage Chevrolet Club, uh, which is a pretty big club, donated their whole library to the AACA library. Wow! Well, they gave it to them. Number one, they didn't have to house it anymore. Yeah. And they got a tax write off, and um, they don't have to 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 have people to if. Uh, Mr. Moxley calls with a question about his 55 Chevy. Uh, they don't have to have somebody there to look it up. We have three full-time librarians at the 
at, at AACA Library. <laughs> Reckon how long that'll last. What? That they'll be able to afford to have three full-time libraries. Well, the AACA is holding its own in mem- membership. It, 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 because we, we, you know, AACA, unlike a specialist club or a specialty club, any car 25 years old and older. So every year a new group of cars and car owners become eligible. So it's a... a uh, I could almost be a three-time member. A three-time member? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pushing 75, I could I could make it. But uh, um, so, you know, the, it, it's a general club. Yeah. And it's, it's not limited to anything. So as long as you're 25 years old and older automobile and you're the owner, you're... I know you've been active in it. In fact, I think you were in charge of it and recruiting young people to join. Yeah, well, that, well, I was in charge of AACA, but no, I was on the youth stuff. And yeah, how did that go? We're doing very well with the, the, the kids. Uh, our, our big program is um, youth, uh, our, our student uh, regions. Uh, some like like that. You've talked to the people at Penn State here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've talked to McPherson, and some of the other ones have started um, student program, uh, student regions. That's uh, good. And I, if I remember right, that that was kicked off when I when I was there. They, the groundwork was laid. I wasn't there at the finishing of it, but that was one of the things that I kicked got sort of started along with not just me, of course, several other people, um, that uh, uh, it gets – they're really taking up. And I don't think there's a charge for the okay, – so like if you have an, a high school that teaches auto shop or does anything with old cars <laughs> – Contact AACA and get a student region, and you'll get you'll get the magazine free, and you'll get all of this other stuff and support from AACA for free. And probably some of the most, to me, the most valuable thing that you get is an hour and a half free research time at the library over the phone. So, you know, you're doing a 1907 Oakland, and you're trying to find out what was the factory carburetor. Well, are you going to call your Oakland dealership, <laughs> or which Shebler car? You have one heck of a telephone line. Yeah, or which Shebler carburetor was used on your your Overland? Um, but if you call the ACA library, you're entitled to for free an hour and a half search, research time, and uh-huh. they'll look up the stuff, and they'll either call you or email you. Or if you would like a copy of the Shebler Model 6 carburetor manual, they'll make it, and all you have to do is pay the copying and shipping fees. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. A, uh, uh, the library is quite, an under, quite a deal, and it's, it's one of the three biggest. The, uh, uh, there's uh, the Philadelphia Automotive Library, and there's another one. I want to say it's in Chicago, or is it Detroit Free Library? I can't remember <laughs> which one. Detroit has anything left? <laughs> yeah, it's right next to the mosque. You know ah. the one I mean. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, so there are, and and they all work together on stuff. 
you oh, that's know, cool. research. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of cooperation between the big libraries uh, on this. And, and last year, the year before, somebody donated a, a early 50s bookmobile. Huh. To the mu- yeah, to the library. Yeah, yeah. And it's in process of being restored. Wow. It's It's almost done. They were hoping to have it by this year's Hershey. It didn't work. But what they're doing is they're making it look like a, a 1950s bookmobile, but also containing new technology. So, like, say, well, we'll pick Charlotte Auto Fair. Your auto fair is there. And you're trying to find out if the we'll pick my Cadillac 1937 60 and 65 series hood ornaments are interchangeable or exa- you know they're exactly the same well you'll be able to walk up to the bookmobile talk to the guy and he'll look it up and give you an answer that's in wireless yeah so they're they're the the library to me is 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 one of the most impressive parts of what AACA does uh the museum is the museum. They have good displays. I'm not trying to belittle the museum, but, but you know, the museum is a museum. You walk in and look at cars, and that's nice. Uh, and they do – they have ongoing d- displays. Like they had – one of the displays they had that was kind of interesting is Buses of the Negro League. Huh. So they had several of the old Negro League restored buses – and every for the the like ninety days this display was on, they had three or four of the old players sitting there every day. And these guys were funny; they were great guys. I went a couple of times while they were there, because I had to attend other things and and up in Hershey. And these guys told the most funny, funny stories about the, playing baseball back then. Oh, I bet they. Yeah, they were really cool. And and uh, uh, there was no no hint of any kind of. You know, racism stuff. These were just baseball stories and traveling stories and stuff. They were really cool, uh, really interesting and, 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 and stuff. So they're all the time doing stuff like that. I think the museum, uh, the, the, the big rotating display right now is um, early motorcycles. Hmm. And they had a display of Porsche, Porsche cars. Wow. The Porsche family stuff. So they're always doing something. And, and uh, if you're ever in Hershey, I would by far recommend you. you know, I, I wholeheartedly, if you're ever in that area and you want to spend a few hours uh, seeing stuff, the, the museum is uh, uh, on, on uh, uh, Route 39, right not far from, from the Hershey fairground, the Hershey stuff where the chocolate world and all the – the amusement park and all that, and the library and headquarters are on the other side of town, and they'll take you in, and it's very impressive. Both organizations are. Was the Hershey family into classic cars? Milton Hershey? No. The the chocolate Hershey. Yeah, Milton. Yeah. Milton yeah. fan. No, he was uh, an interesting guy unto himself. He was a utopianist. Yeah, huh. And uh, very much a socialist. Uh, he made all this money, built the schools, built the houses, built the hospitals, built all of this stuff. And if you were a Hershey employee, they took care of you from cradle to grave. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he was a uh, – and all the buildings are beautiful. 
And downtown Hershey, the street lights are Hershey Kisses. <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder why. I wonder why too. And it, it's upside a neat place. down or, or no, like this, down. you yeah. know, like this, yeah. okay. sitting there, and then the bulb is yeah. inside. But it's it's a neat place, and and it it doesn't the museum the museum I can't remember what it costs because it's free for members. Why was why was Hershey chosen as AACA? That that's a long long story because of Philadelphia, and they did they didn't they didn't it, it's not far from Philadelphia. The AACA actually started as a as a touring club. They call there was they didn't call it tours. They called it something else. Anyway, and it was a nice drive out to Hershey. Huh. For them, so they just it sort of evolves. Interesting from Philadelphia because who wants to be in Philadelphia? <laughs> I mean, with all, it's like today we would want to be in downtown Atlanta with old cars. You get run over, and that would be that would be the good part of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or you'd you'd be sitting there and have it stolen right out from under you. Yeah, and uh, you're right. Who would want to be in downtown any place? Uh, Particularly uh, Detroit right now. Yeah, or Chicago. Or Chicago or uh, just about any other major city in the country. I don't. I think I'd just yeah. as soon uh, pass on. Um, but that's interesting uh, that they, uh, they picked uh, Hershey. Yeah. I bet Philadelphia wishes they hadn't. Well, the convention is there. It's been there every year since. Well, you know, it's about that time. we got to get out of here. We've had one more enjoyable classic car show. Glad that uh, Mr. Ronaldo could be our guest host. Uh, I mean, no, he is our host. I'm sorry. Be our, be it our it is becoming that. more of a guest, isn't it? Uh, a guest or a gas or something. I don't know, one or the other, but we were. Has there anybody been doing it? you have anyone that's longer than this? Show-wise? No. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never paid any. We have some. Shows that go back a long ways. Uh, Psychiatry Today is one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you said it, I didn't. Anyway, it's time for us to hit the road. Uh, we'll put the plug in the jug, and we'll be back somewhere or the other next week.